0: Hi, and welcome to Unquenchable Hope. I'm Luanne Botta. And I'm Marianne Crum. We know it's hard to hang on to hope in a world that sometimes seems bent on stealing it, but it's not impossible. So stay tuned as we tackle all kinds of issues and talk about how, you know, no matter what this world dishes out, you can live with unquenchable hope.
1: Hi, everybody. Well, we thought we might only get two episodes out of the topic of giving up and not giving up, but we yes. have so much we want to share. So we're going to do one more episode on this yes. um, because I think it's very relevant to the times we're living in. Luann and I were talking about what causes people to want to give up and one that we had not put in our notes, but yes. which is so huge
0: <laughs> is just fear. yes. The fear of man, what? when anybody would think about what you're doing fear and say, why now. are you doing this? So mm-hmm. the fear and intimidation of man. And our culture. In our culture um, stops us. Yeah. I mean, we're
1: living in a time where it would be easier to give up than it would be to press yes, on as, a, as so. a Christian. Yes. Because our stance is becoming more and more
0: unpopular. That's right. In terms of where the culture is headed. Mm-hmm. so It's like that saying, hold the line. And it's true. Are we going to hold the line? Because culture right now, if you're paying attention, is really against Christianity. Mm -hmm. The whole woke, I know we talked about it before, but that whole atmosphere and that whole thing is so against our Christian values and our Christian belief. We can lay down and die Mm -hmm. and we can quit. Or we can rise up and say, you're not going to do this. You're not going to have this kind of authority. You're not going to take my kid and indoctrinate him. Right. So there's either a perseverance and endurance in that, or we can't fight against this. This is too much. So we're just going to give into it. Yeah. And that's quitting. And that's quitting on your kids. That's quitting on the culture. That's quitting on Christianity. That's that's quitting, quitting on God. That's quitting on God. It's, yeah, it's absolutely. So there is a fear and intimidation that would come into play that would cause some people to quit. Yeah, and not rise
1: up. All we have to do is turn on the TV to realize that we're swimming upstream and our stance is becoming less and less popular. But also, I think Satan strategically places people Mm -hmm. in our sphere Mm -hmm. to kind of poke us and make us Uh, feel afraid and intimidated for believing what we believe.
0: Well, yeah. And because living in a place of walking and doing the thing that God has called and purposed each one of us to do, the last thing the enemy wants you to do is be successful at that. Mm -hmm. Because if we are all doing what we were called and meant to do and stayed the course What's he going to do? Right. We're all on the same page with God and what's he going to do? He won't have any authority because we wouldn't give it to him because he has no authority, Mm -hmm. but he only has authority if we give it to him. So I think that that's exactly what ends up happening to people. And when we start to give up or give in because we don't want to fight anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Or we don't want to look weird. Look stupid, look like we're not part of the cool thing or Mm. whatever. And then fear comes in and intimidation comes in and we shut up. Yeah. What's the verse
1: where Paul says, I know whom I believe. When you get right down to it, do we know whom we have believed? Because if we don't know whom we have said
0: we believed, we're going to cave in.
1: In this day and time that we're living in.
0: But yeah, I think that when Paul said that, he had to come to a place to say, with all the stuff that was going on in his life. He had to come to a place that said, I know who I believe and I'm going to stay this course. Hey, Paul could have been the first one that said, oh, yay, I'm getting slaughtered up here believing in, in walking this walk. But he didn't. Because of is. his goodness. Go ahead. 2
1: Timothy 1.12. For this reason, I also suffer these things, but I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able to protect what I have entrusted to him until that day.
0: Here it is. Yes.
1: Yes, that's That's, perfect for this because, like you said, Paul had every opportunity to give up along the way Mm -hmm. and and save himself a lot of pain and 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 agony. agony. But in the
0: end, he knew he knew what he knew what he knew what he knew. That's right. And we have to know it too. That's right. You know what the Lord brought up the story of Nehemiah to my thoughts. Nehemiah was wanting to build the wall. Mm-hmm. He had to go to the head honcho and ask if he could do this and wanted to build the wall for Israel's sake. And one of his friends, San Bellet, and it was a friend, it was somebody that he was knew. Was he a friend? I think it was pretty much, it was a friend. Oh. Because that's why I think, Who yeah. needs friends like that? And I know. And Sam Bellet came to him saying, you can't do that. You can't build that wall. Who, literally said, who do you think you are? Mm. You can't build that wall. Nehemiah had again, had a choice. Do I build the wall like I felt the Lord told me to do for the sake of Israel and to do what I was told to do, Mm -hmm. or do I buckle under the the words of a friend?
1: And the relentless... Pressure, pressure, intimidation. Yeah,
0: because they end up building the wall in, in lickety split time, and he's building it with a sword in his hand, one hand, mm-hmm. and then then having to pour the mortar. Was it called mortar? Uh, what's it called when you build with bricks and build mortar? Mortar. I got a mortar. Mortar. What do you use a mortar and and whatever they were using to build this wall? So he's standing there. All the I'm going to do this. And he told all he, the other guys yeah, too. Put a sword in your hand. We're yeah. going to fight, and then if we have to, and, but we're building this wall. Yeah. It's a no quit. Attitude. Uh-huh. And that's where I know we are to be, especially into what's happening in so many areas of culture.
1: And the sword that we have in one of our hands is the sword of the yeah, that's word. Right. That's the exactly the sword right. of the spirit, which that's is right. the word of God. That's right. So yeah, if we're gonna fight back, we better be fighting with God's that's word. That's
0: exactly right.
1: Okay, that's good stuff. I'm glad, Lord. Plopped, yeah, he plopped Nehemiah in your <laughs> brain. Something else we wanted to share, because we're going to move into, not that this has been negative at all, but just some of the promises and some of yes. the, the perks of endurance and mm-hmm. enduring to the end and mm-hmm. finishing well. If you're in that place where you're just tired and weary, and you're thinking about giving up, on anything that Mm. you know the Lord wants you to be doing. I think the temptation is to want in those moments, because we get ashamed, to just turn from the Lord, and Mm. He wants us to turn towards towards Him. Mm -hmm. And a beautiful psalm, Psalm 121, says, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand.
0: Ah, oh, so good. It
1: is so good. And, and that's his heart for mm-hmm. us. That's He's right. not mad that we are weary and thinking about giving up. That's right. He wants to move in even closer mm-hmm. and, and just be that strength that we need to keep going. Uh, I
0: think it relates to that story of Peter. God was not mad that he walked away. Yeah, that's right. He came and met him there and challenged him and gave him his calling. Yeah, you're to go right. make fishers of men. He wasn't mad that he walked away.
1: Yeah, he didn't shame he him. He didn't
0: shame him. He knew that he was freaked out that he had denied Christ. So he knew where Peter was at with all that.
1: And he knows Very uh, much so, so intimately yes. all the pressures that we face, all of the hard things, yes. the, the heartaches that we're dealing with. And we need to run to him, That's right. not away from him. In fact, Isaiah 40, 31, but they who wait for the Lord mm-hmm. shall renew their strength. Yes. You know, just. call on him don't walk away Matthew 11 28 come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest it's not I'm going to give you a slap upside your head it's I'm going to give you rest he's
0: not that kind of a father right and so we have to really understand that when he says rest I don't think he means that we're just hanging around doing nothing taking a nap yeah but the rest is rest in him Mm -hmm. I got this it has to be a trust where you know that God's got this. I need to just rest. Well, I know we all do it. We can just keep going on in our heads. But God, what about what about tomorrow? What about what about, what are we gonna mm-hmm. do tomorrow? What about? Mm-hmm. And He's like, "Excuse me, can you just?" <laughs> Stop for a second and take a breather
1: and just rest. Like you said, rest might not be inactivity. Correct. It might be more just a state of our heart and our mind. Yes. We're we're trusting. Yes. Him. Another verse I love a lot, Hebrews 4.16, "...therefore let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace." so that we may receive mercy and find grace Mm. to help in time of need. When we go to him, we're going to a throne of grace, not a throne of condemnation. That's right.
0: Again, that's that loving father. I think in this uh, podcast, we're pulling it all together to say, even when we quit or even when we want to quit, or even when we're wrestling with quitting, he is still so compassionate to say, I love you. Look at the prodigal son. He quit. He quit on Mm -hmm. his father. He quit on the family. He quit and walked away, Mm -hmm. but that father representing the father, God, never left that post. It was watching for that kid to come home. Yeah, We don't even know the time frame. I think we mentioned that before when we mentioned this story. Yeah. We don't know the time frame how long that boy was gone. And that father was still waiting. And then he he mm-hmm. just blesses him because that is the father heart of God. So mm-hmm. I just think that we need to come back to that. We need to see that. But we just keep floundering in our situations and circumstances and wanting to quit. And I don't want to do this anymore. And I don't want to, and I don't want to, and I don't want to,
1: I don't know why this story came into my head, but when my oldest son was just a toddler, he wanted to go with me down to the mailbox. It was just a little bit of a hike to get down to the mailbox where we Mm. lived. And so we got the mail and he was determined that he was going to carry it back to the house. And he was stumbling and it was a lot of mail and a newspaper he was having the hardest time. Oh. I said, just let me take it. Let me take it. Oh. He wouldn't. And he was mm-hmm. dropping mail everywhere. Here, just let me take it. Let me take it. <laughs> I was just sure he was going to face plant on the gravel. <laughs> now I, I got that picture of how long we go like that I before know. we say to the Lord, I can't. You, I you
0: take it. I surrender. And Mm-mm.
1: that's not defeat. Mm-mm. That's victory. It is- Yes. When Ryan finally gave up and said, I can't do this, Mom, you take it. (laughs) It was a victory. He had tried and he just couldn't do it. Yes. And so there's no shame in us reaching the point where we say, Lord, I can't, but but you can. That's exactly right. So here, you take it. That's
0: exactly right. I love that. That is exactly right. I had that scripture from Isaiah 49, 16. This is who we are in Christ. It says, see, this is him's Hawking. I have written your name on the palm of my hand you are always in my mind is a picture of Jerusalem's walls and ruins. And it says, I have engraved you. That was one verse. That's New Living. New International says, see, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are ever before me. Oh,
1: that's good. So we've been
0: engraved in the palm of his hand. So he's not mad when we have these urges to quit. He just yeah. doesn't want us to quit. He's I don't think it's the best for us I and mean, anyway. he's
1: committed to us. Yes. And it's good. If we quit, apart from him saying that he wants us to quit, we're just giving fodder to the enemy yeah, to fire did. at us for the rest yeah. of our lives. they yeah. will say, But don't you remember back when there you when quit, you quit? You're just a quitter. One of the things I definitely wanted to get to was the eternal aspect of our perseverance and endurance that when we make it all the way to the finish line there are rewards there. Yes. you know The Bible does talk about heavenly rewards. We don't quite understand what all that means. There's a lot of mystery here. But I was just looking up different verses related to that. And Hebrews 12 is a familiar passage. I'm going to talk about this in a couple of different ways. But it says, Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is mm-hmm. set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. Okay, so the first thing I want to say about that
0: verse, yes, good
1: the reason it says here that Jesus could endure the cross was for mm-hmm. the joy set before him. That's good. And the reason that we can endure... The things that we endure is for the joy set Set before us. us. That is our blessed hope, is heaven. Mm -hmm. Really, that's what it's about. We want to make heaven on earth where it's going to be easy, no trouble, no problems. Yeah. No, that world's coming.
0: Yes. (laughs) For
1: believers. (laughs) And if it required Jesus to think of the joy set before him, then it's going to require that we look at the joy set before us for us to be able to endure. That's good. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, it says, so we do not lose heart. Though mm. our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day, for this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight ah. of glory beyond all comparison, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. Is so good. So the eternal weight of glory. We don't really have a comprehension of what all of that <laughs> is about, Yes, but what we do know is enough to blow our minds, that it's going to be glorious. Yes, it is. And so the way that we handle affliction and the way that we endure is somehow related to that eternal weight of glory that we will receive.
0: I know. And I think that should just calm us down. Yeah. You know, it just should calm us down. I would suspect, now I could be wrong, (laughs) but I could suspect that maybe 20% of Christians think about the eternal I don't think that well, we I think, think about, about it enough
1: to make up for, up the, for the other, other 80. 80.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I really don't. We yeah. don't hear about it that often. No, you're right. We don't hear people say it very often. Yeah. Talking about it, can't wait to get to heaven or talk about the eternal, what it's going to be like. So I don't think a lot of people understand truly the value of where we're headed. Yeah. We're here for a purpose. And then that final destination is home. Right. and We're not home.
1: A lot of those old hymns have lyrics that, that talk about it, but we yes. almost make fun of them, like Beulah Land and things <laughs> yeah. like that that we, we yes. can't relate to. Yes. But it is our hope. Yeah. It really is what it's about.
0: But we're so earthly minded. Yeah. We're not looking at, at the eternal. I'm guilty of that as well. That's why I think I could say it like this, because I, I'm just as guilty. And the only time I think of the eternal is when something is so upsetting that I'll think, I just did it the other day. What does this have to do with eternity?
1: When Mm -hmm. I was ready to
0: just kind of buckle into major crying and all kinds of stuff, (laughs) I just said, Lou, think about it for a second. What does this have to do with eternity? And the moment I did that, it switched in my head. I didn't go under. There were some tears, but I didn't go under. I didn't do any of that. Mm -hmm. I just put it into perspective of what does this have to do with eternity? And actually nothing. That's what I learned.
1: I think life was so hard in generations past for almost everybody that they did have a better grasp on eternity. It was easier for them to realize that it's not about this life. We're just comfortable enough, most of us, that we try to create heaven on earth. Yes, Yes. Obviously, we're thankful for the blessings the Lord gives us. And I don't want to sign up for hard. I mean, (laughs) you know, if I have a choice. (laughs) But that saying that, they're so heavenly minded, they're no earthly good. That mm-hmm. is a lie. Yeah. Because the more I've been able to grasp a little bit of this eternal perspective, it makes me more joyful. It makes oh, me yes. more calm yeah. and grateful yes. in my life. Yes. It's, it's nothing but good yes. to think about what our final destination is going to be. Yeah. It's like this the greatest adventure trip that's coming. If we were going to go on this fabulous vacation, we'd be looking at the travel brochure all the time because it's That's so good. comforting. It's a like good exciting. En- like it's I'm a getting ready to go analogy. on this great trip. You want to know everything about it. <laughs> yes. Well, we're going to yes. have that. It's a great so analogy. So we should be thinking about it That's excited about it. Okay. Did you have something? No. So a couple of other verses that talk about these mysterious rewards... In 2 Timothy, it says, In the future there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. And right before that, I didn't read this part, but he is saying, But you be sober in all things, Mm. endure hardship, Mm. fulfill your ministry. Mm.
0: Love that scripture. The crown of righteousness. Again, I
1: don't know exactly what that is. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think we're going to end up... Laying all of our crowns at before him anyway. Jesus anyway. Yes. But it'll be nice to have it. <laughs> yeah. Have it to <laughs> to be recognized with it. No, right. Right. To have it to give. Um, yes. James twelve, He will receive the crown of life. Yes. Again, another crown. 1 Corinthians 9, Paul says, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, mm-hmm. but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may win. Everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. They then do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable.
0: I had that. That's what I was looking up. I I, I I had Googled it. 1 Corinthians 9, 24, 25. Now, see, I can so relate to that. (laughs) I haven't played a sport for forever and a day, but I can take analogies of sport. Mm -hmm. So when someone tells me to run in a race to win and get the prize to the eternal calling, Mm -hmm. I get so challenged by that.
1: Yeah, me too. That you want
0: to stay in the race. You don't want to quit, even if it feels like it, and stay in that hundred mile marathon (laughs) and stay in that race and continue to run. And I think that's what he's calling us to do. Obviously, these are such great scriptures you're putting out here, but that one there really challenges me. I love Mm it. I told you before on one of the podcasts before, I want to leave everything on the field. So I want to make sure that as I'm running this race, I'm doing it exactly the way he has asked. Oh, okay, come on, it's not going to be exact. We're going to go one way. And he's like, well, wait a minute, it was supposed to be over there. Yeah. We have all that going on. Mm-hmm. But he's always bringing us back, if we're willing, to that road that he had ordained from the start. That's yes. right. That's uh, good.
1: One more scripture about okay. the rewards. Second Chronicles 15, 7. It says, But you take courage, do not let your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. Oh, I've never really good. noticed that, is that scripture before. I don't know the context of it, but it's true. That's We've a just one. read about it about all these different little crowns we're gonna get. Yes. All right. Backing up again to the Hebrews 12 passage, something else that motivates me, the very beginning of those verses that I read said that we have a great cloud of witnesses Mm -hmm. surrounding us. And I heard a speaker one time talking about this, and I may have mentioned this on another episode. We've done enough episodes now that I can't remember what we've talked about and what we haven't. But she was (laughs) talking about how there's a mystery about this cloud of witness thing that it, it could be that there are spiritual beings watching what we're doing, don't Mm -hmm. let that freak you out. (laughs) (laughs) So don't think about that too long. But she said, imagine yourself in a stadium. Again, because we like sports, this really jacks me up. But so you've got the angels on one side, just cheering us on to the finish line. And then you've got the demonic forces on the other side doing everything they can to get us to quit. Yes. And I don't know, something about that was so real to me just out of wanting to spite the demonic forces I would finish. (laughs) You're not the boss of me. I'm not going to quit now, even if my feet are bleeding. That's exactly right. (laughs) So it's it's a kind of a motivating thing. But on another level, the cloud of witnesses that are in our lives are probably the people that are in our lives, the people that are literally in our lives. Like Mm -hmm. if I found out tomorrow that you just decided I'm done, I'm not going to walk with God anymore. It would be crushing. Yeah, and we may have had people in our lives that have have done that. Some big name pastors have fallen. Yes, they have, or have just embraced some kind of heresy. Yes. So they don't believe anymore. And when things like that happen and they're publicized, it's really devastating it is. to the yes. body of Christ. Yes, it is. So when I think about wanting to finish well, there are people looking on in my life that that's how important good. is that yeah, That's good. that your kids and your grandkids and whoever else is in your life yes. sees you finish and I was telling Luann that there are three older <laughs> ladies that that I was good friends with, even when I was just in my 30s and 40s. These ladies were already in their 70s, probably. And they were so fired up for the oh, Lord yeah, so till the very end. They all lived to be in their late 80s. Mm-hmm. And Edith and Margaret and Norma, <laughs> and they were balls of fire yes. for Jesus until their last breath. And I think God planted them in my life to serve as that cloud of water witnesses to remind me that there are people watching. You may not even know Mm -hmm. the people that your life affects. No,
0: you're right. Because I I always think of my former students. But when I always thought of the um, cloud of witnesses, I always thought that was the people that have gone before us. Mm -hmm. But this is like a kind of cool way to think of it as well. that The cloud of witnesses that are watching our lives Mm -hmm. even now and cheering us on because mm-hmm. if it wasn't for people in my life, and I know you would say the same thing. And I think everybody out there would say the same thing, whether it was family, friends, a pastor, whoever that said, you can't quit. got to keep going. You got to mm-hmm. keep going. So I think that's a great way to put that. That's, that's the cloud of witnesses, whether here cheering us on or in heaven. Think of my dad. He's in heaven. I can hear him saying my name and come mm-hmm. on, Lou. He always called me Lou Ann Poovy <laughs> I told you that from Gover Powell. Yeah. I could hear him say, come on, Lou Ann Poovey, <laughs> finish this race. It brings
1: joy to the Lord, yes. But how much joy does it also bring to other believers Mm -hmm. when they see us go through hard things and we're hanging in there? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Or in at the stage of life I'm in now, I guess I could be retired and I'm busier than (laughs) than I've ever been. I always (laughs) said I wanted to finish well. Yeah. And I had a pastor that used to say this frequently. He'd say, "Few finish well." Wow. And it's sadly, it's true. Wow. It's easy when you hit a certain age to feel like, oh, I can kick back now and let all the yeah. young people do it. <laughs> yes. But the young people need to see us doing it. Well, you
0: know, it's funny. We, I was talking to friends yesterday. We had gone away for a couple of days and we were talking about Mary Kay. Mary Kay uh, Cosmetics. She started, uh-huh. she was like 63 or 65 when she started. Really? Oh, yes. And Colonel Sanders, 65 when he started. Oh. So there's no retiring well, of course, we all know there's no retiring in the Lord. No. We were it, all we were I mean, always going to work till we're...
1: I would have never started frying chicken when I was 65. <laughs> <laughs> well, look
0: what it did. I know he was 65 when he started. Wow. That's
1: why his picture of him has all that white hair. There's not a lot of worldly things that get me motivated at this point in my life, but oh, when yeah. it comes to... Ministry and doing things that can make an eternal difference—it's very motivating to me. But I have to still make that choice yes. that it's worth well, the it. The harvest I'm is do very this. plentiful. The Lord yeah. told
0: us the harvest was plentiful, and the workers were few. So obviously, people didn't yeah. stay in the race. The workers are few. Why? People have either bowed out, said, "I'm not going to do it. I don't know how to do that." and all those kind of things. So, Well,
1: let me tell you, too, if you're, let's say, over the age of 50 and you have bought the lie that the younger generations just want you to sit in the corner and be quiet, that you don't have anything (sighs) to offer them because they don't want you to say anything, Mm -hmm. I have found that to be so not true. There's a generation coming up I watch how hungry they are. Yes. They want to spend time with older people. Yes. It's just a lie that Satan puts in our head mm-hmm. that oh they don't want to be around you. You're yes. just an old fogey. But no, I appreciate that so mm-hmm. much. That's good. So well, we did it. We did it. <laughs> we we got didn't it in. give up. We kept going till the end. All my 8 pages of notes. <laughs> I was sitting there thinking, this is like writing a daggum term paper. What am I doing this for? See, I was tempted to just give up. Yeah, I know.
0: You keep Uh, running that race. Do you want me to break?
1: Sure thing. Okay. Father, we know that so many different people in different circumstances might be listening to this podcast. And Lord, you know exactly where they are. Maybe some are wanting to give up on their marriage. Some may be wanting to give up on parenting because they see their kids making bad choices. There could be a million different things that you have called people to do, and they are weary, and they are listening to the lies of the enemy, Mm -hmm. and they're ready to just throw in the towel. So God, I pray that you would just overwhelm them with your presence and your love. I pray that you would silence the lies of the enemy who's whispering in their ears. I pray Mm -hmm. that they would... Just turn and see see you right there with them, Lord, Mm -hmm. and they would cast their burden on you. You are so faithful, Lord, to give us strength to be our shade, Mm -hmm. our relief when the pressures of this life are just beaten down on us and we're weary. So God, I pray that everyone who hears this would be encouraged to look in your word for who you really are and for your promises. And God, we just praise you and thank you that... You are such a good, good
0: father to us. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We pray you've been encouraged today and that you'll come back next week for more truth and hope. And if you'd like to know more about us, check out our websites. Those addresses are in the show notes. And hey, if this podcast encouraged you, it can probably encourage someone else. So please share it and share some hope.